Hello and welcome back to the Ashburn Historical Society's podcast series. In this episode, and to continue with the theme of Founders Day, we have Barry Smith, local historian and contributor to the book, reading past primary school teacher and local historian Kay Cherm's article entitled The Born Family from our book Ashburn Landscape Lives and Lore. Up to the beginning of the 19th century, there were two main roads going north from Dublin, one through Swords towards Drogheda and the other, according to the post-chase companion that extended through Finglas, St Margaret's, Kilsallahan, Greenogue, Curraha, Kilmoon, Blackline and Ontislane, a journey of 24 Irish miles from Dublin Castle. 11 Irish miles was equivalent to 14 British or statute miles, which is the measure that we use today. When the new road to Slane was built, milestones were placed along the way according to the custom at the time. The Nine Milestone, referred to locally as the Niner, was placed where the current roundabout, immediately south of the town of Ashburn, now stands, whereas the Ten Milestone can still be seen embedded into the gatepost of the stag's head in the village. Early 19th century Ireland was very different to today. Very few people travelled, and those who did so went on horseback or in carriages drawn by horses. The railways would not appear for another 30 years or so. The wealthy had their own carriages, such as the Post Chase, which was a closed vehicle pulled by either a pair or a team of four horses. It was the most common form of road transport until the arrival of mechanisation. Depending on the length of the journey, it was necessary to change horses several times. Inns were built at various stages along the main roads where fresh horses could be hired and food and drink provided for traveller and animal alike. To help finance road building and maintenance, many main roads were tolled. Toll gates were placed across them and a fee was charged for travellers to pass. The amount varied depending on the size of the carriage and the distance travelled. Frederick Bourne was the proprietor of a successful coach business in Dublin and he financed road building, with interests held in inns and other properties. He operated toll booths on the new road and then decided to develop further businesses near them. The area was in the townland of Kilegland, a rural area in the barony of Rototh. There, he set about building a small village with an inn and a hotel on land leased from the local landlord named Carter. The lease was signed on the 4th of March 1820, and later Frederick got the opportunity to buy these lands. He named the village Ashbourne after himself, and the little borough gradually expanded. At the time, coaching inns usually had a yard to the rear which contained stables, allowing coaches to change horses quickly since speed was important on long journeys. The yard was accessed by large gates, often with an arched entrance. These yards, with their gates, can still be seen in several of the public houses in Ashbourne today, most notably Kelly's, The Stag's Head and Fox's Den, all of which are now used for car parking. Born about 1775, Frederick Bourne was the fifth son of a family of at least five sons and three daughters. He married Jane Shaw on the 13th of January 1792, and during the early 19th century he bought a house and 50 acres of land in Terenure, Dublin. That estate would later become Terenure College, and the family lived there for over 50 years. Newspaper articles and other contemporary publications attest to Frederick Bourne's interest in horticulture. 
One such said, Mr. Frederick Bourne, Esquire, is named as one of the judges at an exhibition of fruit and flowers held on the 10th of August 1829 by the Horticultural Society of Ireland. A correspondent writing in the Dublin Penny Journal, 1832, bemoaned the fact that in Dublin and the surrounding areas, travellers could not enjoy big houses and their gardens since they were surrounded by high walls. An exception was Bourne's estate in Terenure. It was said... He is a gentleman who, having acquired his property by the public, is desirous that the public should see how he disposes of a portion of it, and therefore his gates are open to all. A rich abundance of lofty elms, the gardens fraught with all the glories of Pomona and Flora from the grand attraction. No expense has been spared. All that care, labour, science and taste can do has been done. The well-constructed conservatories supply the natural defects of our climate by means of the newest mechanical inventions. Hot water circulating through all parts and communicating a genial warmth, such as neither steam nor hot air burnt in the old way by passing overheated iron can impart. And then the beautiful flower pots, such beds of roses, such amarathine odours, as neither Damascus itself nor those Cebu veils that gave the Arabian prophet an idea of his sensual paradise can surpass. Lofty praise indeed. In its review of Mr. London's Arboretum Britannicum, the Dublin Evening Packet commented that the book had omitted several persons of note, including Frederick Bourne Esquire of Terenure, whose knowledge and expertise in the cultivation of foreign trees and shrubs are very extensive. The layout receives explicit mention in Samuel Lewis's Topographical Dictionary of Ireland, 1837. It states, Terenure, the handsome seat of F. Bourne Esquire, is remarkable for the picturesque beauty of its grounds, embellished with stately timber of many varieties, and its gardens laid out with great taste and comprehending a rich selection of choice plants and flowers. In the domain and gardens are numerous varieties of orange trees, ash, elm, horse chestnut, holly and hawthorn, and more than 1,750 varieties of rose trees. The conservatories and hothouses contain upwards of 12,000 square feet of glass, and the whole is arranged in the most perfect order and preserved with great care. Frederick and Jane had five children. William Hawker born, born about 1807, Richard Edwards born, born in 1809, Henry Hawker born, born in 1814, Edward Sidney born and Louisa Emma born. The house that is now the Ashbourne House Hotel was later built beside Frederick's toll booth in Ashbourne Village, at the junction of the Milltown Road, and it became the home of Richard Bourne, his second son. Frederick's older brother, Henry Hawkerborn also bought property from Robert Shaw, including the Royal Hibernian Hotel, mail coach offices and yards in Dawson Street, Dublin, in January 1808. Frederick Bourne died in Terenure on the 31st of January 1843, aged 68 years. His will, drawn up on the 13th of August 1841, left property not only to his five children, but also to a sister, a brother, a niece and three nephews. Thereafter, the lands and property at Ashbourne were left between four of his sons as tenants in common. However, on the 25th of August 1846, a number of deeds of conveyance were registered, partitioning the estate. In one such deed, dated the 14th of August 1846, William Hawker, Henry Hawker, 
and Edward Townsendbourne signed over the land and property in Ashburn to their brother Richard Edward Bourne as his sole and absolute estate and property. Richard was educated in Trinity College Dublin and was called to the bar in 1840. He married Isabella Mangan in 1858 in Dublin. In December 1850, the trustees of the Dublin, Slane and Drogheda Turnpike succeeded in bringing him to the Petty Sessions Court in Dunshockland on account of his refusal to, ironically, pay tolls. They claimed that he had levelled gaps on either side of the toll gates to pass through his land and that on three occasions he drove his car around the toll gate and travelled along the road towards Dublin as far as he could without paying the toll. However, the court subsequently ruled that he had a right to pass the gates since he was the occupier of the land. At the time of his death in 1889, at the age of 81 years, Richard was a Justice of the Peace and also had a house in Nelson Street, Dublin. By then, the coach business had declined with the advent of rail travel. However, Griffith's valuation, which was a survey of land and property in Ireland taken between 1847 and 1864, shows that Ashbourne was a prosperous village during those years and that Richard Bourne was the landlord of the town itself which consisted of Main Street with 13 properties, including a police barracks and a Catholic church, Bachelor's Walk, which also had 13 properties, mainly houses, Bridge Street with its six properties, including a school, a forge and a toll house, and Castle Street, which had 20 properties, mainly houses. He also had interests in the district of Kilegland outside the town. Richard Bourne had two sons, Thomas, born 1858, and Frederick, Frederick died in 1877, aged 19, whereas Thomas married and lived in Dublin. He had one son who died in 1889, aged only eight. Thomas inherited Ashburn on the death of his father, but he left Ireland shortly afterwards in 1889 and moved to England. A marriage certificate shows his marriage to Eliza Emma Frost in 1898 at North Fleet, Kent. Ashbourne remained a small rural village until the early 1970s, when the Garden City estate, the first of many housing developments in the town, was built by Frank Dunn on farmland previously owned by Ned Nulty of Castle Street. Castle Street is often referred to as Ned's Lane by locals. Gradually, the green fields have disappeared, including some on Main Street. Houses, shops, apartment blocks, schools, industrial units and sports and leisure facilities have sprung up over the past 40 years and the country village of Ashbourne has been transformed into a busy commuter town with its own motorway linking it to the city of Dublin and beyond. Music